Welcome to episode 78 of Everything Sports with Aman and Evan. I'm your host, Aman Adkarni. And I'm your co-host, Evan Garber. We talk about the hottest topics in sports that occurred in the past week. And of course, we have favorite guest, Jordan Taylor. He's on again. He's going to be on throughout the NFL playoffs. So welcome back, Jordan. Glad to be back as always, man. I'm glad to be back. Man. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I don't really think we need to say what we're going to go over in the episode. Just maybe light divisional round recap because obviously that was already posted to YouTube and shorts and everything like that. And then obviously the upcoming NFC and AFC championships, I believe, not believe, the AFC championships obviously being played first between the Chiefs, Ravens. We can just get into it. Like, there's going to be an apology from me for, like, at least a few minutes. Because, man, the whole Bills team just looked average. Josh Allen, I did not praise you so much for him to perform like that. You have an all-pro receiver, and you're looking for checkdowns as your first read. That's actually, that was so unfortunate. We were watching the game together, and I was just like, predict the play. It was, it's like if we were old enough, you could have played a drinking game if it, to see whether it was going to be a run play or a check down. There was barely any plays where it was like more than 10 yards downfield, more than 15 yards downfield on a play other than a check down until uh, Surfield, I believe, dropped a pass, which was kind of uncatchable. But then when you target Stephon Diggs late in the game, after he's only gotten catches for like checkdowns and whatnot or barely small five-yard passes, he drops the play. And I understand like, Fine, you may have not gotten any targets downfield in Stephon Diggs' defense, but man, Stephon Diggs, you're an all pro receiver. You're probably, I feel like, top 10, top 15 receiver in the league. And with the new system, his stats did drop down, but he's getting way too many receptions and targets to not get so many yards in the game. And then, of course, Josh Allen can't control the field goal kicker missing the field goal and that's when you go back to the Stefan Diggs drop because had he caught that ball who knows the Bills could have scored a touchdown or it would have been literally a chip shot field goal that Tyler Bass in all likelihood would have made because I believe where Diggs dropped it that would have been like an extra point pretty much you'd be kicking from the same distance and I mean the apology is for thinking Josh Allen I guess I guess I've been fooled, like Josh Allen's whole career. He's played so well against other quarterbacks other than Patrick Mahomes. He's 0 for 3 against Patrick Mahomes, and obviously the one loss against Joe Burrow, and I believe he has like five other playoff wins against other quarterbacks in the AFC other than Mahomes and uh, other than Mahomes and Burrow. That's unfortunate. That's one apology. Second apology. Jackson, I feel like he came to play against the Texans. I got too caught up in everything. He definitely <laughs> came to play against the Texans. He's rising to the occasion, man. And I feel like a lot of people want to see a non-quarterback win the MVP. I'm still standing on my case that I'd still give 
the MVP to Christian McCaffrey because it's unfair when, I mean, this has been a topic for almost every single episode at this point, but MVP shouldn't be a quarterback award because that's unfair to all the other receivers, running backs, defensive linemen, defensive ends, cornerbacks, linebackers that have had amazing seasons but aren't getting considered for MVP. And now this year where a quarterback didn't dominate like compared to others, like it wasn't like Mahomes throwing for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns or something. Like the year Cooper Cup nearly broke almost every single receiving record. He didn't even get one first place vote. And I feel like that's the problem with the award, but McCaffrey's still my pick to win MVP, but I would still like to apologize. So Lamar Jackson, that was like that was an insane performance. Obviously, the Texans' unexperienced team, no one expected them to be in that spot. But Lamar Jackson, he is actually playing like how he's supposed to play. He's playing like something, playing like he has something to prove because he actually does have something to prove. As his playoff record still isn't too good, two and three, but he's rising to the occasion so far this playoffs, and that'll be a segue into the upcoming AFC Championship game between the Ravens and Chiefs. Obviously, the Bills are my Super Bowl winners, but as for the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey finally seemed to get it going. Rasheed Rice has now established himself as the receiver one on that Chiefs team, obviously other than Travis Kelsey. But the Ravens, this defensive team, like if the coaching carousel or whatever, if teams didn't uh, already hire certain head coaches, you could make a case that both their def- both offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator deserved head coaching positions. Obviously, the Seahawks commanders are still left, but, I mean, the Ravens offense, Lamar Jackson, again, as I said, MVP candidate, that defense, historic defense, I feel like, for the most part, during the Ravens, like, tenure as a franchise, they've always had insane defenses. This is another insane defense, but, the knock against Patrick Mahomes and part of the reason why I even chose the Bills over the Chiefs was it was his first playoff game away other than Super Bowls. And it's obviously going to be a second in Baltimore. But I feel like I feel like the Chiefs are going to pull it out in a thriller. I don't think anymore that Lamar Jackson's going to be the reason why they lose because the Ravens obviously have a historic defense, but as for the Chiefs' defense, the Chiefs' defense is literally the best defense Patrick Mahomes has had during his career in Kansas City. And one could argue that if they didn't have, if they still had like average defenses like they've had previously, like when they had Tyreek Hill on the team, one could argue that the Chiefs wouldn't have beat the Bills because a lot of the Chiefs' success was that defense managing the game, and then obviously that high-octane offense with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and obviously Patrick Mahomes. But I feel like, obviously, the Chiefs' defense better than the Texans' defense, the only team the Ravens have faced this playoffs, because obviously the bye. I think 
I think the Chiefs edged out. I was three out of four of my predictions about all games being one possession. I think both these games are definitely going to be one possession, this Ravens-Chiefs game, and then later on when we talk about the Niners-Lions game. I think it's going to be one possession for sure. But I guess we'll start with Evan. How do you think the Chiefs-Ravens game is going to play out? Honestly, I think it's going to be a good game. And uh, to add on to all of your apologies right there, uh, I think we need another apology. We need to apologize Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because we all doubted them. We all thought that they were going to struggle uh, with their wide receivers and considering everything that happened this season. But Mahomes still found a way to edge out this game. And, of course, he scored on nearly every possession, it seemed like. Um, of course, they had the touchdown that went in the back of the end zone for the, the fumble on the, right there. So that would have been even more points for them this game. Um, I mean, I don't know why we keep doubting Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. He's shown time and time, time in and time out that he's a different beast in the playoffs, and it's no different even with a mid wide receiver core. Um, of course, you have Rasheed Rice, of course you have Travis Kelsey, they're both balling out. But we definitely owe apology to those guys. But even with that being said, though, I still got the Ravens in this game. Um, it's gonna be a dog fight for sure. Uh, both defenses have played pretty pretty well. Um, the Chiefs, of course, having one of the better passing defenses in the NFL. But I think the run game is going to be a big, big factor in this game. Of course, um, Lamar using his legs as well as the running backs for the Ravens. And I think that'll be a really huge difference because the run defense for the Chiefs, it's not bad, but it's definitely not where you'd want it to be against this team. Um, but of course, Mahomes will make it a very, very good game because he just finds a way to score no matter what, no matter how tough the defense is. But uh, I think that there will be one point in the game where Someone makes a turnover, probably Mahomes, maybe, or maybe they fumble again or something like that. Turnover would be a big difference, and it would be one score game, like you said. Hey, Jordan. All right, I just want to thank you for your apologies before I get started. I want to thank you for that. I feel like I'm missing one more, but I'm going I'm to continue on. We'll get to that. We'll get to that a little later. But for this game, for this game, I got the Ravens winning this. I feel like Lamar's him, and the Ravens can withstand a, like a shootout if their defense just absolutely collapses, which could happen. I feel like the Chiefs have been up and down all season, and they've been losing to both good and bad teams, and I feel like that's going to catch up, catch back up to them. And I feel like Baltimore's defense has the best chance to stop Patrick Mahomes. So I feel like Lamar Jackson is going to save us from seeing Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl this year. And that's my pick. Yeah, I'm, obviously everyone jokes about that, but obviously if I share the same sentiment, like, Taylor Swift, and even add in Jackson Mahomes, bro, we cannot see, like, that combination ever again. And it's just... When NBA games, you see celebrities, they have one segment where they show, like, they call it Celebrity Row or whatever. They show all the celebrities that showed up at the game. And then after that, like, 30-second segment after the ad break and before action starts after a timeout. It's just the game. But then almost after every Travis Kelsey play, after every touchdown, if if Taylor Swift's at the game, they show her. It's just annoying because people want to watch football. If you want to show the celebrities, show them during like a 30-second increment like the NBA because I feel like the NBA does the best in terms of showing like what celebrities are at the game because I guess people care about that for some reason. But we cannot have Taylor Swift. And even though I've been wrong on my predictions, especially the AFC side, I wouldn't mind being wrong 
if it means not seeing tra- uh, Taylor Swift during the Super Bowl. Because just because it's a Super Bowl, everything's heightened. So you best believe there's going to be at least 20 shots of Taylor Swift per half or something like that. CBS too, so Tony Romo's going to be glazing over her. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. And then, obviously, the Mahomes glazing as well. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My fault. Yeah, no, you're good. It's like... I guess we're in for some for sure during the Super Bowl regardless. Uh, obviously, people say America wants Lions versus Ravens. Lions, I understand. Ravens, I also understand. But Ravens, I mean, they've been a great story. Uh, not Ravens, my bad. Ravens too, but I meant Lions. They've been a great story because obviously failing – 30-something years to get into an NFC championship game. They finally got in. And they've hit on their draft picks. People question Jameer Gibbs because, obviously, you signed David Montgomery. But both of them got over 1,000 yards rushing and touchdowns during the regular season. And, obviously, they're still dominating. And then you have Sam Laporta, obviously, because you trade TJ Hawkinson to divisional rivals. Minnesota Vikings, you need a tight end. You get Sam Laporta, amazing draft pick. Brian Branch for your defense, amazing draft pick. I believe he got nominated for Defensive Rookie of the Year, too. So you've hit on so many draft picks. I feel like the future is still bright for the Lions. And I feel like another thing, before we get on to the Lions-Niners game, I feel like at some point, because this playoffs has just been Baker Mayfield beating the Eagles, um, CJ Stroud beating the Browns, a slightly more experienced team. I feel like at some point, experience will prevail and beyond Odell Beckham Jr. for the Ravens, and obviously that experienced coaching staff for the Ravens. I feel like you could definitely say the Chiefs have way more experience because you've got Chris Jones, Kelsey, Mahomes part of their O-line, defense, everything. I feel like at some point, experience is going to prevail. And it's going to be a shootout. I think the only meeting between Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, it was like a 36-35 shootout. The Ravens won. And obviously, that was years ago. But in the AFC Championship games, the past four Mahomes has thrown for over like 370 yards in all all of them, which is actually crazy sad. Obviously, that's going to be way lower given the targets or, yeah, given the skill players he has to play with and the defense he's playing. But with the Lions-Niners game, I brought up this point against the Packers. They're just way too much. And, I mean, Jordan, you were close with that Packers pick. You were very close. Uh, with that, how that game ended, obviously, and you alluded to it. I'm not gonna offer an apology or anything because I've had time to reflect since that game. Obviously, yeah. Brock Purdy struggled the first three quarters, three and a half quarters. Like there was a genuine shot where I believe that the Niners were not gonna come back. Obviously, it was a one-possession game for pretty much the entire game. There was 
I really thought there was a chance where they don't come back. And similar to Tyler Bass missing a field goal, you have Carlson missing a field goal for the Packers, and they end up losing by three. And special teams, up until that point, did their job. They blocked the field goal at the end of the first half. They had the massive punt uh, punt or kickoff return. And although the player did end up fumbling, the Packers recovered, scored a touchdown. And I feel like it showed why, like, early in the season where the Ravens beat the Niners when Brock Purdy and the Mar- Brock Purdy was actually favored to win the MVP. I feel like it should have always been McCaffrey being favored to win MVP and then Lamar Jackson. And then if you want to throw in Brock Purdy, fine. But I feel like Brock Purdy never should have been favored to win MVP. And again, these quarterbacks don't control the roster they have. They don't make the roster decisions. And passes deep downfield in between the numbers, most accurate. Brock Purdy is actually a leader in all those categories. And the stat that I just saw, Brandon Ayuk had the seventh most receiving yards in the league, but also I believe the 32nd uh, most targets. And when you actually look at the plays, these are like deep passes Brock Purdy is throwing. So I feel like Brock Purdy is definitely still a top ten, top ten quarterback. Because if I had time to reflect Whoa. on the game, I've had time to reflect because it's such a bad look when you're a quarterback playing in the Bay Area and you wipe your hand mid-play on your towel and then throw an awful pass right after that. Like he he was going to be questioned a lot. He still is, but. Again, you need a great quarterback to lead you downfield in the fourth quarter. And for them to score that touchdown, obviously, like, obviously, Devo being out played a small factor, but that was not the reason why the Niners were going to lose the game. And I already know that Niner fans, they were going to make that excuse had the Niners lo- uh, lost that game, but they didn't. Brock Purdy showed a lot of resolve, a lot of resilience, and I feel like only probably going to go up from here because obviously reports came out that the Niners were trying to target Tom Brady before the season and Brock Purdy was going to be benched. And Brock Purdy's only responded with, people call him a checkdown merchant, but he's been throwing a lot of deep balls to McCaffrey, to Debo, to Ayuk, to Kittle. Like you can make the case that all these guys are all pros, which they are. They're all all pros. And then obviously you've got Trent Williams. Uh, on the offensive line, but I feel like at some point, gotta, you got to stop being a hater because Brock Purdy's throwing these passes downfield and he's throwing it, even though he's throwing it to all pro receivers, if that was other players like a Kadarius Tony, a Marcus Valdez-Ganley, they dropped the pass. And people forget that Brock Purdy was the very last pick in the NFL draft. These, when you get drafted that low, you rarely see the field. You rarely see it. And it's just, honestly, I've been one of the haters. When 
the Niners lost to the Ravens so badly, I started questioning Brock Purdy. I was questioning Brock Purdy for the first three quarters because part of the reason why I believe believed that the Niners weren't going to come back was because Brock Purdy struggled, but he settled in. The One of the greatest quarterbacks in uh, NFL history, Joe Montana, everyone knows him. When he, Before he threw that pass to Dwight Clark, he had three interceptions. He had a lost fumble, so he showed resolve there. Obviously, I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Joe Montana. Brock Purdy still has miles. Like he got years and years and years to go before he enters any conversation about that. But I'm just saying he showed resolve. He was calm. He was poised. Like he showed all that to lead the Niners downfield. And then, of course, on the other side, the Detroit Lions. I mean, during this postseason, the Niners. I believe don't have a sack. Although, when you look at Chase Young, Javon Hargrave, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, you expect them to. The Lions have an elite O line and a great defense that gets to the quarterback. And the Niners have an average O line because obviously Trent Williams only makes up like twenty percent of the O line. Um and. If they get to the quarterback, it's going to be hard for the Niners to win this game. Obviously, Debo Samuel is going to play, most likely. And so, the Lions, they don't really defend the pass well. And they do have experience. Obviously, Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson's been to a Super Bowl. But apart from that, man, not too much experience there and. Credits of the Lions getting this far. I do feel like the Niners are going to edge this one out. And like I said earlier, both games are going to be one possession games for sure. So, Jordan, let's start with you. Evan, you know that you notice you notice how uh when one you know what I'm saying when one fraudulent quarterback gets eliminated, he moves on to the next one, bro. Because this is actually insane. The, the meat right. The, riding Brock Purdy like that should be illegal, bro. I am not. Hey, 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 Jordan, hey, Jordan, hey, Jordan. Yeah. Go watch Pat McAfee's episode if you didn't see it already about him talking about how good Buck Purdy is. I saw a clip from it, but that was that was disgusting. That was absolutely disgusting. No, anyway, it's so right. you gotta see it's the full so, thing. No, it's so, so right. Disgusting. Even no, Dan Orlovsky no, breaking it down, bro. Just look disgusting. because they break down plays as former like football players. We we can only talk as fans as whatever. Um, but when you look at the plays. That's why I've had time to reflect because I saw Pat McAfee's episode. I saw Dan Orlovsky talking about it. Since I, since I said I would be apologizing for Brock, calling Brock Purdy a top 10 quarterback, having time to reflect, you cannot say he's a check down merchant because there's so many stats oh, that is. prove he's he is, not. So. How? How though? How though? I gave you a stat about Brandon Ayuk. Like, bro, he wasn't bro, one of the leaders the in yards after cash it, either. So how does Brandon Ayuk have the 32nd most receptions but 7th most yards without catching like 40 50 yard passes thrown by Brock Purdy? Cuz he's a good he's a good receiver. He can catch he can catch almost anything, bro. He can catch underthrown over he can catch almost everything, bro. That's why he's getting all that. If you bro bro, if I have Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel all on in one that offense, doesn't matter in though. Brock Purdy is passing bro. it downfield beyond the checkdowns, beyond the checkdowns. Obviously, because McCaffrey is a threat in the pass game as well, almost as equally as his run game. But 
That's what, beyond the check down, Derek Carr and Brock Purdy is throwing passes downfield. The reality is you couldn't throw Derek Carr in there. I didn't throw. Oh my god! You can anyway. throw Derek Carr in that system. We we they threw Jimmy G in that system and they succeeded, bro. You think they couldn't throw Derek, bro? They make they 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 threw Sam Darnold in that system against the Ravens. Game. He was successful, bro. Yeah, Trey Lance played like two games. He played like a game and a half. He doesn't even count for real. He he played like a game and a half before he got injured, bro. Even like, yeah, but in the same system, yeah, exactly. He still was not as good. They Absolutely. lost to the Chicago right. Bears with Trey Lance starting. The Bears out of all teams in bro. Week One, bro. And we, dude, Jordan Love in Week One is a completely different player than Jordan Love in Week Sixteen, bro. We saw that, right? So you're asking yeah. Trey Lance to be the 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 guy in Week One. Even with all the weapons around him. He's a third stringer right now. He's a third stringer for the Cowboys. Yeah, he's 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 going behind Dak Prescott, who was in the MVP conversation. He's not going to be a starter on that team. Unbelievable. 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 Anyway, I got the lines. I got the lines winning this game. You know what I'm saying? Jared Goff, if you can hear us, please save us from the Niners going to the Super Bowl. I cannot see Brock Purdy in there, all right? The Lions had the second-best rushing defense in the league, right? You know what I'm saying? And with that defense, you know what I'm saying? Christian McCaffrey is going to be more – he's going to be more hindered than ever. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to put more pressure on Brock Purdy to make plays, which hint is and not And he happening. made plays not, to win the happen. game against happen. the Packers. He literally made plays. What drive? He made the correct One plays. Dr- Bro, we were on FaceTime. That's what matters. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Bro, this this dude's on FaceTime. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I had time to reflect. I had time to reflect. You look at Dan Orlovsky. You look at Pat McAfee. Break down. Break it down. Like, you have It took a kick. It took a punter. It took a punter for you to realize that Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. (laughs) A punter? Dan Orlovsky is a quarterback, though. Dan Orlovsky is a quarterback. We're talking about, we're talking about, we're talking a punter. Exactly. All right. The 49ers rush defense has not looked good these past couple of games, bro. You know what I'm saying? They let Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, I'm pretty sure his name is, right? The uh, Packers running back? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. yeah, they let Aaron Jones eat like he was breakfast, lunch, and dinner, bro. How old is Aaron Jones? That doesn't matter. You're acting like How he's an average, exactly. average running old. back. He's been a top 10 running back like for the past like four years. Aaron Jones is... Let me see this. 30 years of age, bro. He's 29. 30 years. 29. 29 basically 29. 30, bro. 30, basically <laughs> What 30, about your guy, Raheem Moster? You led the league in rushing touchdowns, and he's like at least 50 by now. See, that's different, bro. That's a different system. We're talking about Aaron Jones, right? Aaron <laughs> Jones. Aaron Jones is 29. They let him eat off his, off their plate, bro. So you put Jameer Gibbs, Montgomery in there, bro, they can easily run away with this game just alone with the run game that they have, bro. And if Josh Allen handles pressure correctly, the the Lions win this game with or without Debo playing, bro. Josh Allen played for the Bills, by the way. <laughs> oh, wait. I meant Jerry Goff, bro. I meant Jerry Goff. Oh, all right. All right. Evan, your turn. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Jordan, you're 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 tripping for sure. I mean, uh, yeah, you can say huh? Brock Purdy had a really bad game, but I say Brock Purdy had a really bad game. I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Brock Purdy did not look great last week, but I think Ooh. he definitely played the weather as a factor in that game. And um, this weather is supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to be like high sixties, um, no rain at all. It should be amazing, amazing weather. And I think we have that. And also, Debo Samuel is playing this game. I uh, just found out. Just found that out a couple minutes ago. Yeah, like ten minutes um, ago. I think that this is going to be a very, very good game for the Niners. Um, I do think that they will be able to get pressure, uh, despite the D line struggling a lot. It seems like 
um, when you pressure Jared Goff, he's going to fumble. He's going to do something stupid. He's going to throw the ball away. He's going to make a bad pass. He's going to do something really stupid. Maybe take the sack or something. I don't know. Whatever he's going to do, he's going to fold. I know Jared Goff. I watched him at Cal. I know he's a different player right now than he was at Cal, but Jared Goff will fold under pressure, and Niners will get so much pressure. And also the passing defense for the Lions, like I said last week, passing defense is absolutely atrocious. There is no way that they're going to stop the Niners' offense. I don't care if they're going to bottle up the run, run game. They cannot guard Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Juwan Jennings and Mike and Conley guy and whoever else you want to say. They cannot guard any of those guys. Niners are going to run away this game. I think I'm not running away with this game, but I think they're going to win by at least two scores in this game. You see, all right, all right. You said you said that they're not going to stop Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, all 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 of them, right? They they could be as wide open as ever, bro. It doesn't matter if they can't if they don't have a person that can get them the ball, bro. And I do not no, think Brock tripping, Purdy can tripping, get them the ball. Tripping. He cannot no. get them the ball, bro. That is the one issue. Dude, with Brock the Purdy under pressure. Brock Purdy under true. pressure against the Packers. What did he do? What did he do? Brock Purdy under pressure. He wiped his hand. Dude, Jennings and Conley, bro. bro. I'm talking about at the end of the game when you need a touchdown. They scored a dude, touchdown, right? End, Am I wrong? End of the game. Am I wrong though, bro? The only when dude, it matters the when it matters the most. The Packers had so many mistakes leading up to that moment for them to even be in that position. If the Packers had played the game the right way, like if they had played that game the right way, they could have easily ran away with that game because Brock Purdy was playing trash, bro. And if we're blaming the weather, we're, play- the oh, dude, we're, we're blaming a little bit of rain for that atrocious performance. I know that's just who he is. Bro. I'm that's just who he it, is. But it's part of it. That is not, no, that is all of it. That is not all of it. Yeah. I didn't say it's all of it. I said part of it. It's part of it. It's not even part of it, bro. That's just who he is, bro. That's just okay, who he just, is. Just bro. so we have this on record. So, Evan, yeah. you're picking the Niners, right, in a close game? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Two scores, at least. Two scores. All right. All right. But Evan's point's right. You put Jared Goff under pressure. You saw him uh, in the Super Bowl. It was even if it was a Patriots, it was like a 12-3 snooze fest game. You had the entire game to create chances. And I do agree with Evan's point there, but Jordan, just off the top of your head, so we have it on record, name quarterbacks other than the obvious one like uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen, whatever. Quarterbacks that you'd rank above Brock Purdy because he's been under pressure. He almost led the league in like passing yards and there's so much tape that you can see and i just feel like people saying mac jones could have done well that's absolutely not true because it's about making reads and good decisions and then you pass the ball and then after you pass the ball it's the receiver's job to catch it but it's the reads the smart reads that he's making when you need to show resolve because I mean, I agree with you, Jordan. He was not looking like a top 10 quarterback the first three quarters. But then when it mattered the most, he did look like a top 10 quarterback because that's what he is. He is a top 10 quarterback. So name the quarterbacks you would rather have than Brock Purdy. All right. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. I won't go there. Um, Dak Prescott. (laughs) I was about to, I was about to say Justin Fields, but I was like I don't, I won't go that far with it. CJ nah, Stroud, no, no way. CJ Stroud, Jared Goff. I'd I'd rather have Jared Goff on my team. I'd rather have Jordan Love on my team. Who else you got? Oh, Matt Matthew Stafford, 
who else? Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, that's twelve right there off rip, bro. That's twelve right there, bro. After the season they've had, like Jalen Hurts had weapons, damn near comparable to the Niners. You have AJ Brown, you have Devonta Smith, you have DeAndre Swift. You have an elite offensive line. You have your um tush push. Like, fine, Justin Herbert was hurt towards the end, but even like him, like, when Evan brought up the point that he's going to make bad throws, that was Jordan Love under pressure. And obviously it was his first playoffs, but Jordan Love under pressure, he threw a pass across the field, which you weren't even supposed to make. Like, they're eventually going to pressure the quarterback enough, the Niners, that Jared Goff might make a bad decision. But I just feel like Brock Purdy's should definitely be a top 10 quarterback. And it's only fair to say that because he's not, he's far from a check down merchant. How is he a check down merchant? Because he's throwing so many deep balls, deep balls. No, you didn't say him. Oh, that's, that's 13. All right. That's 13. All right. My, you know, my, I was, me and my dad, we were watching the end of the night game, right? And he told me Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins has made a living off of being Brock Purdy, bro. A cool backup. Because that's what Brock Purdy should be, a cool backup. He's not no top 10 quarterback in the league. He should be a cool backup, bro. That's all he should be. End of discussion, bro. Well, in this system, if you're saying any quarterback could be that, in this system, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't throw for or didn't throw for as many yards as Brock Purdy with pretty much the same players. And then they were running through so many quarterbacks, and then they found Brock Purdy. He's throwing for so many pass yards with his first full season as a Niner. And he's definitely not a high-level backup. He's, like, far from that. So we're going to leave bro, it at bro. that. Wait, you have more right, you more stuff to say? Nah. You have more stuff to say? Nah. All right, bro. One more thing about Jerry Goff, too, bro. You got me defending Jerry Goff. I'm not even the biggest Jerry Goff fan, bro. How long ago was that Super Bowl with the, against the Patriots? Years ago. ago. But that's the last Years time, ago. like, he was like, "What about what about when he was like, Kyle? How long ago was that? Like years ago? Say ten? Yeah. I, I, I said he's a different quarterback. I said he's different, he's different right now, but it's still he's folded under pressure. You saw it some, you saw it a good amount of times in these past few games. He folded, not folds. You know what I'm saying? Different, different Jared Goff, different time. I got Jared Goff winning this game, bro. All right, we'll see. I'm gonna see. It'll be close for sure. Your take about Brock Purdy will always be wrong until." Once Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl MVP, if it happens, over McCaffrey, I don't know if that's going to happen. But we'll see what happens. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl MVP, people have got to give respect to Brock Purdy. Plain and simple. And honestly, if the Niners just win and Brock Purdy plays a good game and still doesn't win Super Bowl MVP, that should still be more than enough for everyone to give him his respect. We will end the episode off there. Thank you guys for listening this week. Tune in next week for, I guess, the Super Bowl preview. And then the week after that for more thoughts. Super Bowl will get more news. Whatever happens, Jordan will probably be there. Say you got us three for the next couple weeks here. So thank you for tuning in. See you next week.